Hello, this is Falako Mulafe from Fresh Inspiration. So we've been talking about the power of the anointing and what we've come to realize is that God has anointed us. And we've also come to realize that that means something. To be anointed by God means to be untouchable. <laughs> you know, to be too hot, I wrote in my note, too hot for sickness or disease or anything. You know, it tries to come, but you're too hot because the anointing <laughs> is all upon you. You know, it can't touch you. It can try, but it thinks, no, no, no. There's something radiating in this child of God. This one has something. She's got the anointing. And I want you to be excited about the anointing. I want you to wake up and see yourself as the anointed one of God has woken up today. The anointed one of God is laying down today. And that means that all around me, nothing can touch me. Touch not my anointed. You know, there's actually an account where David, I think it was in 2 Samuel chapter 1. I'm just going to quickly turn to you because I just want you to get excited about, you know, the anointing of God that is in you. And we'll look at those scriptures again. But let's just, let's just turn to 2 Samuel chapter 1. I'll try and get there very, very quickly. Because this is, this is an account that just shows you how powerful, you know, they understood the anointing. We don't understand the anointing so much today. I mean, I remember even talking to my son this morning um, when we we're doing the recording and, and he's going, what is the anointing? You know, because nobody talks about the anointing. The anointing is the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. <laughs> the power, you know, it's like electricity. You know, think about it. You know, think about power in, in the electricity wires. You know, you look at those wires and they may look like, you know, they're just there. But you try touching the power in there. It's enough to electrocute anyone, you know, and kill somebody. That's the power of God that is flowing through you and I. Because God has anointed you. We saw that in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 21. Now he which establishes us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. You are anointed. We've looked at the scriptures. You and I in 1 John 2 20 and 27 we are anointed. So we're looking at 2 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 14 to 15. But before I go there 2 Samuel chapter 1 is when Saul and Jonathan are killed. You know, they'd gone to the battlefield and they were killed in the battlefield. And a gentleman runs back to the camp in verse 3. It says, And David said to him, Where have you come from? So he said, I have escaped from the camp of Israel. Then David said, How did the matter go? Please tell me. And he answered, The people have fled from the battle. Many of the people are fallen and dead. And Saul and Jonathan, his son, are dead also. So David said to the young man who told him, How do you know that Saul and Jonathan his son are dead? Then the young man who told him said, As I happened by chance to be on Mount Gilboa, there was Saul leaning on his spear, and indeed the chariots and horsemen followed hard after him. Now when he looked behind him, he saw me, and he called to me, and I answered, Here I am. And Saul said to me, Who are you? And I answered him, and I said, I am an Amalekite. And he said to me again, Please stand over me and kill me, 
for anguish has come upon me, but my life still remains in me. So this means Saul was not completely dead at this point. You know, even though he was over the spear, as he described, he hadn't completely died. So he sees this man, this Amalekite, and he tells him to come to kill him. For anguish has come upon him, but his life still remains in him. So he was in pain. It was in anguish. It was in difficulty. He knew he was going to die, but he hadn't yet died. So he calls the Amalekite over. And so he's reporting back to David in verse 10. He said, so I stood over him and I killed him <laughs> because I was sure that he could not live after he had fallen. And I took the crown that was on his head and the bracelet that was on his arm and I have brought them here to my Lord. Therefore, David took hold of his own clothes and tore them. And so did all the men who were with him. And they mourned and they wept and fasted until evening for Saul and for Jonathan, his son, for the people of the Lord and for the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. Then, this is where it becomes interesting. Then David said to the young man who told him, where are you from? Almost like, where are you from again? And he answered, I am the son of an alien. That means I'm a foreigner, an Amalekite. And David said to him in verse 14, How was it that you were not afraid to put forth your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Now, if you had read everything that was going on before now, you would have thought the Amalekite had done nothing wrong. Because Saul had asked him to sort of end his life as it were. But David told him and said, how come you were not afraid? Wasn't the fear of God in you knowing that Saul was anointed? How come you were not afraid to stretch your, forth your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? And because of that, David ordered him to be executed. And he was struck and he died. You know, and in verse 16, David said to him, your blood is on your own head. For your own mouth has testified against you saying, I have killed the Lord's anointed. What am I saying to you? I'm saying it means something to be called the anointed of God. No harm can come to you. No one should touch you because you are the anointed of God. God protects his own because they are anointed by God. So that's what I just wanted to share with you. Very exciting news about being anointed. But let's go to our starting scripture. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. And we started by reading how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. Jesus went about doing good. Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. He was anointed to do good. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with the power of God to do good everywhere that he went. Healing is a good thing. There is no way that being healed is not good. Being sick is not good. Being healed is good. 
And Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And we can see some examples of where Jesus did good. Because when you go to Matthew chapter 9 and verse 2, Jesus said, Son, be of good cheer. That means rejoice, be happy. Your sins are forgiven. And this man's sin who was sick of palsy have been forgiven and he is healed. We can look at it, Matthew 9 2. Be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven and you are healed. I think that's a good thing. Jesus went about doing good. He says he got into a boat, crossed over, came to his own city. Behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good chair. Your sins are forgiven you. And then there was all this conversation, which we'll look at later on, where Jesus says, isn't it easier to say your sins are forgiven than rise up and walk? Because the, the Jews were coming against him. That who are you to forgive sins? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power, verse 6, on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. That is good news. He went about doing good and he told him to be of good cheer. When we look later on Matthew 9, 22, when Jesus healed the woman with the issue of blood, he said to her in verse 22, be of good cheer, daughter, your faith has made you well. Be of good cheer, be of good comfort. It is a good thing healing is a good thing. Healing is a good thing. We also see in Mark 10, 49, when he healed the blind man, he said to him, be of good comfort. Rise, because he calls you. And that was to the blind man because he knew that he was going to be healed. These are good things. Healing is a good thing. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all. All. He healed all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Some people will question whether he healed all. Of course he healed all. Everyone that came to him, he healed. Everyone that was brought to him, the Bible that we know of, according to the scriptures, the Bible says he healed them all. Let's turn to some examples. I want you to see it because sometimes we say these things, but we don't believe it. But let's see what the word of God says. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, it says, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. He healed all kinds. He didn't say everybody was healed, but he said every kind of disease, every kind of sickness, he healed it amongst the people. I will come back to see a bit more about healing later on. In Matthew chapter 8, Verse 16 to 18, just some examples for you to see. It says in verse 16, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, 
and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. He healed all who were sick. Let's look at one more example in Matthew chapter 14, verse 34 and 35. Just one more example. There are a few more I'll share with you as we go along. Matthew 14, 34 to 35. He says, when they had crossed over, they came to the land of Genesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all that surrounding region, brought to him all who were sick, and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it were made perfectly well. This is Acts 10.38. Because of the anointing. Because of the anointing, Jesus himself declared, the spirit of the Lord is upon me in Luke 4.18 because he has anointed me to preach the gospel and to heal the brokenhearted. And that's so important. There's a reason for the anointing that is in our lives. There's a reason for the anointing of God that is in our life. There's a reason for the power of the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. And we can glean some of that as we look through the scriptures. So when we look at Matthew 28, because the anointing, we talked about this in our previous conversations, that the anointing is the enablement of God to do the things that he wants us to do. So what is the thing that we've been asked to do? Matthew 28 and verse 18, Jesus says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples so he's talking to every one of us here. This is the great commission. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you even to the ends of the age. What are we anointed to do? We've been anointed to make disciples. Of all the nations. We've been anointed to teach. Like Jesus taught us. And when we go to, to Mark chapter 16. We see some more. Of what we've been anointed to do. Because in Mark 16, 15. The same great commission. Jesus said to them. Go into all the world. And preach the gospel. To every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. And he who does not believe. Will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Why can we do this? Only because of the anointing. I mean, people, if you go around and just put your hands on people, they don't just recover. You know? But people recover because of the anointing of God that is in your life. It is the anointing that makes a difference. We said the same thing when we talked about Mary. We talked about Jesus, the man anointed to do what he did. It is the anointing. And so you should have faith in the anointing of God in you, not in yourself. I can't, I mean, my hands are nothing without the anointing. My words are nothing without the anointing. 
But when I recognize that what I'm doing, I'm doing it by the anointing of God, the power of the Holy Spirit that is within me. Then what looks so natural suddenly becomes supernatural. What looks like a natural act of just laying hands on somebody becomes supernatural. And that is so important for us to re remember. You know the story of the sons of Sceva in the Bible. Where the Bible talks about how they wanted to do the same things that Paul was doing. But they couldn't do it and the demon jumped on them. And he really, really hampered them. Why? Because they weren't anointed. They were not anointed. You know, see it in Acts 19, 14. They were not anointed. Paul was anointed. And they wanted to copy Paul. But you can't. Because it's the anointing. You can't copy the anointing. The anointing is the Holy Spirit that comes to dwell in you. The power of the Holy Ghost. So in Acts chapter 19, we see it. It says, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Why? Because he was anointed. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick. And the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves <laughs> to call the name of the Lord Jesus. They weren't anointed. Over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exercise you by the Jesus who Paul preaches. And there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. He goes on to say, The evil spirits answered and said, Jesus I know. Paul I know. Remember I said early on that you can recognize the anointing of God. It's like the fragrance that we carry around. Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. It is the anointing that enables us to do the things that we do. That is what we have been anointed to do. We've been anointed to carry out the great commission. We've been anointed to cast out demons. We've been anointed to speak with new tongues. We've been anointed to not be hurt by serpents and deadly poison. We've been anointed to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. We've been anointed to make disciples of all men. We've been anointed to teach them what the Lord has taught us. We've been anointed to do all of this. By the authority that is in the name of Jesus. And that's why I love the scripture in John chapter 14 and verse 12. Where Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. After he just talked about the person of the Holy Spirit. And he says in verse 12. Most assuredly I say to you. He who believes in me. The works that I do. He will do also. And greater works than this he will do. Because I go to my father. The significance of him going to the father was he was going to go to the father. And then because he went to the father, he was going to ask the father to send the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in us. And because of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that's what makes us to do the things that he did and greater works than this. So we've been anointed. We are anointed by God. And I just want you today to have faith in the anointing of God. 
I want you to recognize that what makes you different is not it's not your own intelligence or your own greatness or anything. It's the anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit that is in you. That anointing makes you untouchable. Satan knows those who are anointed. The enemy definitely knows that you're anointed. But you need to know that you are anointed. And so nothing can touch you. But at the same time, you're anointed to do. You're anointed to go out there, make disciples, lay hands on the sick, cast out those silly demons. To do what Jesus did by the power and the authority in his name. That is the power of the anointing of God that is on the inside of you and I. I hope that has blessed you today. I hope you are inspired to do something with the anointing of God. Don't sit there with the anointing. You know, I talked about the electricity cable earlier on. You know, there will be no light in this place if we didn't turn on the switch. Even though the power was there and the power is available, if someone did not turn on that switch, the light would not come on. So what I'm asking you to do is turn on the switch today. Turn on the switch. The power is there. The power is there. The Holy Ghost is in you. We saw that in Acts 1.8. And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit is come upon you. To be my witness. Turn on the light. And let's be witnesses for our Lord Jesus Christ. Doing what he did. Doing the great commission and the greater works. Not in our own strength. But by the power of his spirit. The anointing of God that is on the inside of us. God bless you. Amen.